This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, hello, friend. Thanks for doing another episode with me today. I'm so glad you're here. So part one, how to fuel before bike rides. My favorite thing in the world, food and bikes. (laughs) My two favorite things in the world, Uh, besides obviously my partner and my dog. The reason I'm talking about this today is because food might feel complicated to you. And you know what? I totally get it because there are a lot of sources on social media or with your aunt and uncle, or maybe with your parents or your best friend who is absolutely raving about the keto diet, or I don't know, maybe going vegan, or whatever else you can imagine is the latest rage. Let me let me backpedal here for a second. And just for clarity, I am pro-vegan. I work with actually quite a few vegans, 100%. And I am for it, especially if it's for environmental or moral reasons, whatever it is for you, ethical reasons, just to make that clear. (laughs) I don't want to get any hate mail or anything like that, but I'm just saying some folks will, you know, watch certain documentaries that shall not be named and want to go vegan after watching said documentaries that use false data or cherry pick data. Uh, that's a whole other topic, friends. But what I'm trying to say is that food, nutrition, fueling, it can just get a little bit complicated because everyone has an opinion about something. And I wanted to record this three-part series of episodes to help make nutrition around your bike rides much clearer or, or more clear and easy to understand for you and to give you some actionable things for you to legitimately try on your, your upcoming bike rides. I mean, this is something you can, you could try today if you wanted to and tomorrow, but please know that more than one to two data points is going to be better for you to actually understand and see if it does make a difference for you. So try it on more than just a couple of rides. Don't just try it on one ride and be like, it didn't work for me because it's going to take a little bit more than that. All right. Personally, I find that most athletes are under fueling. They're under eating and this can therefore cause underperforming. So please know that it does take some experimenting to figure out what works well for you and how much food and what kind of food you might need before, during, and after a bike ride, okay? Generally speaking, active females, you need about 2,000 calories and males, you need about two to 3,000 calories and that's just as a start. And I do mention this and I do talk about it in episode 76, I believe, um, which was titled, can you diet for too long? And I'll link that in the show notes in case you didn't, in case you haven't listened to that episode yet, because there is such thing as dieting for too long. If you are trying to lose some extra body fat or extra weight, what have you, that is totally your decision. Please know I am not a very diet forward type of coach. I mean, sure. I help obese individuals or overweight individuals rather help a variety of individuals. Um, who are just trying to get their health markers in a, in a healthier range by losing some extra body fat. Okay. But I'm not one of these types of coaches that thinks everyone needs to starve themselves in order to get to their goals. Okay. Because starving yourself is just not pleasant. It's just not, it's just not. And that's why I did 
uh, create episode 76 because I see it time and time again with people who come on board with me. They've just generally been dieting for too long and they have a lot of the symptoms of that. So all that to say that you have to fuel for your workouts, depending on what they are, of course, like what sport you're doing, while also considering the duration, the intensity, the weather, and also your fatigue level when you start out. All right, if you didn't really sleep very well, hey, you know, there might be some things to maybe including a little bit of caffeine in that meal or including a little bit more carbohydrate. Something, it just depends on, on what you respond to, okay? So first of all, I do want to start off by saying that carbs and fats are not the enemy. Not. They are not. Carbs are the best fuel for energy utilization in the human body, and they help support recovery, especially if you're doing higher intensity bike rides or any type of training. Plus, carbs can also support a healthy functioning thyroid and also healthy intestines because of fiber. Uh, The fiber doesn't help with the thyroid, but the fiber helps with the intestines, a la poop. So just so you know, eating too few carbs might impact your thyroid hormone levels, okay? So, you know, that is one negative with low-carb diets and keto and things like that because you're not getting the fiber in in such a diet. You're not getting the necessary carbohydrates that you need for not only energy, but also just for your healthy thyroid levels. So oftentimes, especially with female folks, I'll see after keto diets, they'll have generally a low functioning thyroid and some complications with that. So it's just something to be aware of. Again, I'm not a fear mongering type of coach. It's not my approach, but I just want folks to be aware because I feel like knowledge is power and I'm trying to empower empower each of you uh, through every single episode. So talked about carbs, how they're not the devil, they're not evil, And the same applies to fats because fats are needed for hormonal regulation and also vitamin absorption because there are fat-soluble vitamins in addition to water-soluble vitamins, okay? Um, Low-fat diets, just so you know, they they can also disrupt your hormones and therefore they can impact your sleep, your performance, uh, your sex drive, and a lot of other fun stuff like that. So please know that carbs and fats are not quote unquote bad by any means. And I really, really wanted to drive that home because I will stand on that soapbox until my end of days. Okay. Now let's get into the nitty gritty here. We're only six minutes in. We're already diving in. In order to optimally prepare for a bike ride, my suggestion is to aim to eat a balanced meal about two to three hours before your ride, training session, race, whatever it is. Generally speaking, it should have about 20% of your overall daily intake in this meal, and that's that's generally at a minimum, okay? It should be balanced, and when I say balanced, that means you should have a protein, a carb, and a fat. Those are going to be your main sources of energy and sustenance. Now, when I say a serving, you're probably wondering what the hell is that and what does it look like? And I'm going to tell you, um, a serving of protein, for example, is roughly about 20 to 30 grams of protein, which is right around four to six ounces of cooked meat. For example, if you're a non-meat eater, vegan, vegetarian, what have you, then you use your protein of choice or roughly for, for those, for majority of folks, it'll be about a palm size of protein. So if you look at your hand, imagine it without the fingers and the thumb, 
it should be about that size, that thickness. So that's about roughly 20, 30 grams of protein, depending on your hand size, of course. I have tiny hands, tiny hands, no jokes. Um, but yeah, mine, mine still is right around 25 grams of protein, generally speaking, when I've measured it out. So there you go. That's a serving. Now the same thing for carbs serving again, it's about 20 to 30 grams of carbs, but some people, especially if you're leaner and you're more muscular, you're requiring a little bit more energy. You're going to need maybe closer to 60 grams of carbs. Some people even more. It just depends on the person. Again, this is where experimenting and, and figuring it out is going to go really far. So I'm giving you a general guidance. That way you can at least start there because generally speaking, what I see time and time again is even friends that I ride with, clients that I start working with in the beginning, they're hardly eating the carb level that they need before their bike ride, you know, or in most of their meals, honestly. So let's just start off with 20 to 60 grams of carb. And that's for most people. And a serving size of carbs is not going to be a palm size. Instead, if you cup your hand, almost like you're going to splash water on your face or drink water out of that hand, whatever you want to think about it in your mind, a cupped hand or two cups cupped hands is basically one to two servings of carbs, roughly. And I think like off the top of my head, it's like two thirds of a cup of grains. If you use like a measuring cup, you know, so if you're doing rice, for example, just, and I'm only saying rice cause that's the easiest thing. Uh, that's going to be a serving of carbs or like a medium sized potato. That's going to be a serving of carbs, medium banana, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of an idea of what like 20 to 30 grams of carbs looks like. And then of course, double that for a double serving of that. Fats, fats add flavor. They tasty, they good. Uh, so add a little bit of fat. So um, thumb is basically the size of a serving, which is gonna be about a tablespoon of oil or dressing or things like that. This is roughly going to be about 10 to 20 grams of fat for a serving. And again, there's a range, but there's a range on purpose because we're not all the same. If we were all the same, that'd be boring as hell. And it would make my job too, too easy. <laughs> um, I like the, I like to fill out, figure out the, the puzzles and I like to, to solve problems. So if we were all the same nutritionally, man, that would stink. Um, so again, this is where experimenting really goes far. So fat serving, again, about 10 to 20 grams of fat or around a thumb size, which is going to be about a tablespoon or so, um, or like an ounce of cheese or I don't know. I'm trying to think of other favorite fats. Oh, a tablespoon of nut butter, everyone's favorite. Uh, and you're going to be so disappointed when you figure out what a serving size is <laughs> for a nut butter. Uh, I apologize for the peanut butter and cashew butter lovers of the world. I personally am a cashew butter fan because it is good. Um, again, that's a balanced meal about two to three hours before your ride. Please know digestion. This is going to vary for me. I like to air a little bit closer to the two hour side for a meal for my proper meal before a training ride or whatnot. But then I also want you to aim to eat a smaller meal shortly before your ride or training or race or whatever it is that consists mostly of simpler carbohydrates. So these are going to be carbohydrates that are a little bit whiter or sweeter. Um, they're not really going to have fiber in them, you know, so we're thinking pastas, 
baked goods, which are amazing. Uh, you know, just sugary sweetness or white. So it doesn't really have fiber in it. Now, this will be about, for some folks, 30 minutes before their training. Some folks up to 60 minutes. I usually like to recommend folks aim for about 45 to 60 minutes. But some people like me, I need it usually about 30 minutes before I go out and go for a ride. All right. It just helps me, especially if I've been working all afternoon or what have you, and I'm going for an afternoon ride. But again, this also depends on your digestion. So if you have like a hiatal hernia or something that impacts your digestion or GERD or whatever, I want you to be mindful of that. Now, in this small, tiny, snacky meal, that's about, you know, an hour or 30 minutes before your ride or training, suggest you aim for about 20, 30 grams of just straight carbs. However, I want you to have just a little bit of fat or a little bit of protein so you're not just shoveling sugar into your pie hole, which could risk uh, a blood sugar drop and therefore an energy crash because you're going to feel really freaking high after, you know, eating that, but you're going to get that like little pump of surgery, uh, surgery of uh, energy, but then you're going to be left feeling just mm, like, holy hell. You're going to feel that crash, kind of like someone's taking the rug from underneath your feet. And that's what we want to avoid before we get into our rides or training sessions or what have you, and especially before race day, okay? So try to avoid just shoveling straight sugar. I mean, doesn't that, that just sounds unappealing, doesn't it? Like, I love sugar and I love sweetness, but like eating a spoonful of sugar sounds absolutely disgusting to me. However, eating a spoonful of maple syrup sounds a lot more appealing now that I think about it. Um, but anyways, I won't digress. I won't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> but do try to get a little bit of fat or protein with that 20, 30 grams of straight carbs, a little bit simpler carbs. Because again, we want to keep your blood sugar nice and balanced. Uh, some examples of this can be uh, like a fruit with some fat, like, ooh, like the nut butter I mentioned earlier, or maybe some cereal with a little protein, like a, a, sli- a, a little slice of uh, lunch meat or, you know, whatever your protein source is, if you're a veggie, maybe it's a little bit of protein powder mixed in with your cereal or mixed in with your yogurt or whatever it is, your Greek yogurt. Just play around with it a little bit. For me, I am a big fan of the Graham cereal from Cascadian Farms. It does actually have a little bit of fiber. So that's the other thing that you can aim for it to have is a little bit of fat or protein, or maybe even a little bit of fiber, because those three things will help slow down the absorption of the carbs, or at least the the drop of that sugary intake. So, you know, we're just trying to keep your blood sugar even, all right? We're trying to keep it as level as possible. That way you're not having these surges and dips in energy, especially before a ride, because man, then you're just going to get to the trailhead and you're going to feel like arse. And I want to avoid that. Now, some other things to avoid are too much caffeine, too um, high fat of foods, or too high sugar foods, like I just mentioned a moment ago. Definitely avoid not chewing your food thoroughly. So like earlier, I mentioned people who have GERD or hiatal hernia. Oh my goodness, especially if you have these conditions or other GI conditions, maybe you're missing a portion of your intestines or whatever it is, because maybe you have have had a medical procedure done earlier. Make sure you're chewing your food more thoroughly. Chew it up, get a little bit mindful, a little bit more mindful with your food bite by bite, because that will help with your digestion. Digestion starts 
in your mouth, friend. And I want folks to just kind of slow down the pace in which they're eating. The other thing, try not to skip meals before you go out for a training ride, especially before you go out for a race. In those couple of days leading up to a race, and I'll probably do some race-specific podcast episodes later, but you definitely want to avoid skipping meals because, man, that is just going to make you feel like, again, arse before you get to that uh, race day, and then you're just going to not feel like you're showing up. And it could also impact your sleep before you race, so don't do that. Uh, The other thing to avoid is waiting until you're thirsty before you actually take a drink. This is something I'm trying to instill in a a good friend of mine who is borrowing my bike right now to do Ragbri. She's racing Ragbri uh, in July, so this month. And um, yeah, believe it or not, someone's able to fit on my road bike. (laughs) She is actually an inch shorter than I am, which I can't believe. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm real big on, on getting, trying to urge her to not wait until she's thirsty before, before drinking to to really stay ahead of that. Because you know how it is on a bike, especially if you're not wearing like a waist pack or hip pack or backpack with your, you know, water bladder in it. Like it can just be hard to reach down and like grab a bottle out of the cage, especially if it's a new bike cage. And I do have one stubborn bike cage on the bike that I'm letting her borrow. So sorry, Lexi, but (laughs) I think you're figuring it out. Um, but she's trying to get better about that, but definitely don't wait until you're thirsty to, to drink. So try to drink some fluids before that. Okay. Now, a couple of things that I do hate to break it to you. Coffee is just, it's, It's not a complete breakfast. (laughs) I love you all. I love you, but mm, please don't just drink a cup of coffee and head out the door and hop on the bike for a bike ride with your friends. It's just not going to give you the fuel. You're going to feel jazzed as, as, as full when you get on the, on the bike because you're caffeinated. It's a stimulant, especially if maybe you've been away from, you know, stimulants for a little while, like I have, and then start drinking coffee again. And holy hell, you feel like you can conquer the world, right? But coffee alone is not a complete breakfast or not a complete meal. If that is the only meal you've had that day and you're getting ready to go out for a training session, a ride, or a race, 1010 do not recommend. And also, neither is a bowl of just straight up sugary cereal if that is all that you're eating before your ride and you're going for a longer ride, maybe like two hours or more, for example. So please, the, the, the emphasis I want to say is because I don't want, I don't want to get hate mail from people who drink coffee. I drink coffee. I freaking love coffee so much. I drink decaf for crying out loud, just because caffeine is a little too stimulating for me. Um, even though it makes me feel like I'm going to like conquer the world, but please don't send me hate mail about coffee. I love coffee. I worked in the coffee industry in my early twenties, had my own store. Like I loved it. I was on the the road at that point uh, in my life to be a coffee roaster, actually, for the company I was going to be working for until I had this cancer scare uh, at like 24. Whole other story, but I love coffee. It's a beautiful tasting beverage. However, it is not a complete breakfast, and I love sugary cereals. I could eat kid cereals every day, However, if it is, if coffee or the sugariness is all that you're eating, be prepared for a little bit of a, an initial surge of, of, of energy and then just like freaking flatlining on your bike or in your training session. Okay. So all of that being said, I want 
to leave you with some examples of pre-ride or training meals or pre-race <laughs> meals. Uh, one of, you know, my favorites, and this is the thing that I eat every morning. I don't mix it up. Sometimes when I'm camping, I might do oatmeal or something, but it's my power po- pocket pancakes. Say that three times fast. My power pocket pancakes. And it's basically Kodiak cakes in pancakes with some chocolate chips, mini like, oh, like semi-sweet chocolate chips. They're amazing. Some blueberries all mixed in. So it's basically blueberry chocolate pancakes with, you know, Kodiak cakes as a protein centric mix. And please know, I, I know that a protein added to something doesn't automatically make it healthy. For me, it's just filling and it's amazing and it makes me happy. <laughs> so I eat my power pocket pancakes and then I eat uh, on the side a veggie egg bake topped with some guacamole and a little bit of goat cheese for my fat. So I've got the fat with the guacamole, goat cheese, and also with the chocolate chips. But then I have the fiber as well with the Kodiak cake pancakes because it's a whole grain mix. So they do make gluten-free and also vegan mixes. So just a heads up in case that's that's what speaks to you and that's how you, how you roll. Um, and then of course I have some vegetables that are in the eggs with some great eggs, whole eggs, as well as egg whites in the egg bake. And you know, the chocolate chips are also a little bit of a carb and a fat and it's just delicious. Fills me up. It's about 500 calories, maybe 600 calories. So it's actually more than that 20% recommended intake, but that's because I personally love a large breakfast. I wake up hungry. My metabolism is ready to go in the morning. Boom. So I eat a large breakfast, but that's what works for me. Might not work for you. Um, some other ideas are maybe some like toast, especially if it's whole wheat toast. You can scramble some eggs with that, or you can have with the toast maybe your favorite fat or a favorite protein that you love, maybe like a nut butter on top of the toast, or some slices of lunch meat, or whatever your favorite protein is, okay? Um, another option, I'm a real big fan of rice personally, and I have a lot of clients who are fans of rice too. It's a nice, easy thing to make easy carb to have around the house. It takes about 20-25 minutes to make from scratch. Or you can have frozen rice, which I'm also a big fan of having just at any point in your freezer. You can get it at Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, things like that. Um, but make a rice bowl. I, My clients know I'm very pro eating bowls of food. <laughs> so uh, rice bowl, make a rice bowl, have some scrambled eggs. And guess what? Scrambled eggs has protein and fat there you go. There's some healthy fat in the yolks. Oh, and egg yolks have so many vitamins and minerals. It's not even funny, especially choline, which is something you can't really get from other food sources uh, very readily. So those are like some three ideas. Uh, I can go on, you know, maybe some whole wheat crackers. If you're not really that much of a, a heavy eater and you're just looking for something, have that with some hummus. I, I mean, oh my goodness, there's so many options, but big thing again, have some carbs and then have your your protein, your fat, whatever it is. Now, caveat, the meal that is right before your training or ride, keep in mind these two meals can also be the same. So your pre-ride, your your larger balance, more balanced meal that I talked about earlier, so the protein, carbs, and fat, that balanced larger meal, 20% of intake, blah, 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 that 
could also be that meal right before your training too. Like for me, uh, I rode this morning, rode Hall Ranch with a friend, uh, got some lessons on cornering at speed on some steep terrain. Thanks, Tori. That meal that I had that morning, that was that was my main meal. And it also acted as my meal right before my training because I was getting ready to leave and then take the hour drive. So I had about an hour, hour and a half before my ride. So I basically combined these meals, which is, which is one of the reasons why my breakfast is so large because I generally ride in the mornings. So I'm riding after I eat, I'm riding after I eat. Uh, and my meal is going to be my breakfast and it's going to be larger. That's why it's five to 600 calories for me. Um, that might not be the case for you. Maybe that's just too much food for you. Keep in mind, I chew my food religiously. Like I chew and chew and I'm so mindful with my food. <laughs> like it's not even funny. Uh, I'm also savoring the moments when I have my aligners out of my mouth. <laughs> so I'm, it, for, for those of you that don't know, I have the Invisalign equivalent that orthodontists only can offer. It's called, um, the hell is it called? Spark. And yeah, I've been in these aligners for like 12 weeks now, I think. So yeah, good times. But um, I sometimes just enjoy having them out of my mouth just because I, I can talk a little bit better and more clearly like I am right now. But all that being said, for me, my larger breakfast doesn't bother me. doesn't really make my, my stomach upset, except I will admit that, you know, while I was riding Hall Ranch here in Colorado with Tori, I was kind of burping a little bit, um, and there were pancake burps, but it's because I made a little bit more than I usually make because I was kind of nervous uh, that I'd be underfueled for the ride because I haven't really been climbing a whole lot. And um, so that was my own fault. <laughs> that was my own fault. I ate more than I normally do. Uh, so maybe don't do that, but please know that the meal right before your training or your ride or whatever your race, that could be the same thing as the large meal. These can be the same thing. I'm just giving you the suggestion of having a larger, more balanced meal. Maybe that's going to be lunch. And then you're going to have a, a smaller meal right before, you know, in that 30 to 60 minute window beforehand. Okay. There's options. There's options for everything. Now, the caveat I was going to say before I went on that tangent about my aligners and my meal before Hall Ranch is the meal right before your training. So in that 30 to 60 minute window, I would not suggest having any non-starchy vegetables since that can slow digestion a little bit and also the absorption or, or rather the utilization of the carbs that you're consuming in that meal. So just be aware of that. Don't have like a freaking large salad is what I'm trying to say. Uh, like my egg bake. Yeah, I've got some veggies in there. I have a little bit of like spinach and onion and broccoli in there, but it's not it's not a ton. It's not going to impede the absorption of my carbs. But, you know, maybe just try to be aware of the timing of your non-starchy vegetables like greens and peppers and onions and carrots and things like that, okay? So, what do you think? Is is this something that you're open to trying and kind of experimenting with? If so, let me know how it goes this week or next week or whenever you give this a try, because I really think that it could help make a, an impact in your energy for your training and for your bike rides and, and races and things like that. If you want to work with me to help you decide how and what you could be doing differently with your food to be at your absolute best, then apply. 
to work with me using the link in the show notes. I'd love to hear from you. And I, you know, I help people like you every day. Thanks for listening today, friend. And I hope you have a beautiful day and enjoy some more energy on your next ride. See you next week.